Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for FOCO Talks. Brought to you by the Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to another episode of FOCO Talks, the official podcast for the, for the Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce. And we are broadcasting live from the Forsyth Business Radio X studio located in beautiful Cumming, Georgia. I am your host, Michelle Daniels, and I am the Vice President of Business Development and Marketing for the Chamber. If you're unfamiliar with the Forsyth County Chamber, the mission has remained the same since our inception in 1954, to increase prosperity and to promote and improve the community and quality of life for all. If you would like to learn more about the initiatives we are working on or to get your business plugged in, I highly encourage you to visit focochamber.org. Today's episode is an international conversation and hot topic amongst the business community. I am so excited to be joined by three amazing leaders who are leading the efforts for workforce development in Forsyth County, working tirelessly to create job opportunities for the current and future pipeline of job seekers. I am joined by the Chamber's newest team member, Brooke Stahl, who we are so thrilled to join our staff as the Director of Workforce Development to tackle this initiative. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So glad you're here. Uh, We are also joined by uh, Valerie Lowe, the Director of College and Career Development with the Forsyth County Schools. So welcome, Valerie. Thank you for having me. So happy you're here. Uh, Our third guest is no stranger to the FOCO Talks podcast, Forsyth Chambers Board Chair for 2022, Mr. Derek Brooks. Welcome back, Derek. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk. We're excited to have you talk. (laughs) Uh, So, Brooke, September is actually the National Workforce Development Month. Could you walk our listeners through what that means and just why workforce development right now is such a critical topic? Well, it is critical. It's not more than just a month. It needs to be years and years or celebrated every month. We are at the peak of the pandemic Um, In April of 2020, the Georgia Department of Labor recorded um, over 6,000 claims in Forsyth County alone. We now hover around 50 claims in Forsyth County um, with current unemployment for Forsyth County at 2.2% with the state at 3%. Um, So this started long before I started my position. And so I'm actually going to ask um, Derek to explain what prompted the chamber to be involved with workforce development prior to my arrival. Sure. So, I mean, workforce development is a thing that the chamber has always done, um, but not necessarily with individual programs. I've been the board liaison. Before I was board chair, I was the board liaison for the, um, I guess it's officially, I think it was the education committee. So uh, we called it education. And as a result of the uh, unemployment spike due to the whatever happened in 2020, I don't know how to talk about it anymore. So whatever it was in 2020 that made people not have jobs, uh, we said we need to spend some intentional time in this space. And we actually converted the education committee into the workforce development committee. Yeah, it's been, it's been a, there's been a lot of, I mean, it wasn't just a problem for South County. It was a problem nationwide. You're here as a result of that, Brooke. We intentionally hired you for this position and created the position because of uh, the workforce issues that we we're having. It's unfortunate that it's happening, but I I appreciate the opportunity there. <laughs> and, and we're and we appreciate that you're here. I say I think your role was probably the most celebrated amongst the entire community, including our the the team. So we're very happy to have you here. 
Absolutely. So as Derek mentioned, Forsyth County is not the only county facing this issue. It is nationwide. Um, employers are facing drastic challenges as the pandem- pandemic spawned what is now being coined the Great Resignation. So in 2021, um, they saw more than 47 million workers quit their jobs. That's pretty astonishing um, of a number to Ab- see. Absolutely. Now there's terms such as the great reshuffle that are being used as the workforce is being hired someplace else. Um, A lot of the workforce is seeking more flexibility, better compensation, a stronger company culture, and even that work-life balance. Um, Some that have stayed with their um, current company are still seeking that work-life balance, which is now being coined that quiet quitting that we're starting to hear about. Um, So we're, we're here to fix it, right? We have a magic wand, don't we? I like that. I, I, show me the magic wand. <laughs> I'm trying to get my nose to twitch <laughs> like in Bewitched, but it's not. <laughs> so the, the chamber is further strength, strengthening its partnership with Forsyth County Schools um, with a focus already in place on the future talent pipeline. Forsyth County Schools have already been working on the future talent pipeline long before the crisis. One of the most recent events um, held was for recent high school graduates. Valerie, could you share a little bit about the the launch event that took off and that launched in June? Absolutely. We um, had studied a lot of national best practices on how to help students who wanted to transition directly into the workforce make that process seem a little bit more seamless. We are blessed in Forsyth County that a large percentage of our students go on directly to a two or four year college. However, we felt like there was a big gap between the support that we felt like we could provide for students and families who wanted to navigate what that transition looked like. Um, A lot of us were born and raised in Forsyth County, and we want our students to come back and reinvest in the community as well. So launch really um, was pre-pandemic in the works, uh, again, setting some great examples that we had seen across the state of Georgia and nationally, um, really to um, give kids that are graduating on a Friday or a Saturday, uh, the next week, uh, that notion of what am I going to do the next week after high school graduation. So the program was developed with a lot of our community partners. Um, It came out of of some needs assessment work on our end that we needed to be doing a better job of preparing those students. So the program officially began last summer uh, with a small pilot group of students who, again, did not identify when they graduated that they had a plan to go on to whether that be a technical college, four-year college, or some type of certificate program. So we partnered um, with Be More Learning. We partnered with the Forsyth County Chamber as well as Lanier Technical College and had a wonderful three-day event really of a boot camp training hands on the ground, um, get ready. A lot of self-reflection, a lot of um, setting goals and looking at what motivates individual students. But again, it gave them that option, especially with Lanier Tech being involved, to see all the programs that were available to them and many at no cost to them. So either they um, had that experience to uh, maybe enroll at the technical college through those uh, several days on campus, or they were able to, um, at the end of that, through our employment fair, the last day we had 
I think over 30 companies that participated in that event. So the students had the opportunity to come dress for success. That third day, we had practice mock interviewing with them um, to go in and actually meet with employers on site that day, as well as um, interview for those that were ready to do on site interviews. So it was a really, really uh, valuable time, we felt like. And really, the example of this partnership coming together is a kind of a culminating event for us that first year. It was such a great event to be at. And actually, those were my first three days of employment. Um, And to see those students so engaged for all three days and to show back up each and every day on time and to know that they were not going to be marked absent anywhere and they still showed up. (laughs) So that wasn't going on their permanent record. Well, the, the thing that impressed me was on day one, some of them were wearing like their PJ pants, but on day three, they're wearing suits and ties and I mean it was and it's all because of things they learned in the program to be ready to be part of the workforce I think it's fantastic and it was great we were able to um, also send the information out to families of graduates from 2021 because really that's that time that students may or may not have um, you know some went virtual some were with us so we also opened it up so we had students who actually graduated the year prior which was cool to see them Uh, back with us, if you will. Again, they're all adults by that point. They've already graduated from Forsyth County Schools, but we were glad to be able to provide that support for families because a lot of those kids may return or decide that college is not for them. And we were were able to, you know, provide a little bit more support and structure for those students uh, and families who really didn't know what the next step should be for, for their students. So I hope that can continue as well. So as we think through the current talent pipeline, where where did those workers go? Where did those employees go? Um, so in, in looking it up, um, there was a report um, from Pew Research Center that baby boomers are leaving the workforce um, as of late 2021. They're reporting 50.3% of adults 55 and older saying that they retired. Um, the pace of retirement has accelerated while the population growth has slowed. Um, this great reshuffle, as they've coined it, has impacted industries, especially in hospitality and food service areas. Industries are also hiring at a much higher rate than pre-pandemic. Um, Fast Company reported that from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that 11 million jobs are open now. So as I mentioned earlier, strong company culture is something that many are seeking out after having time during the pandemic to really reassess things in their life. Thinking through the lens of what your associates see and experience daily is one element to keeping that pulse. So, um, Derek, you had brought something up about your work schedules at your business, Brandywine Printing. Would you share a bit about the scheduling change that you did for your team? Sure. Um, You know, we're, I don't know, I guess we'd be considered a micro business. Uh, Small business, I think, is less than 500. We have less than five. So... uh, So we, um, I was, there was a couple things. First off, before pre-pandemic, I had to come up, I don't have unlimited resources like some of our um, large competitors. So I had to come up with a way to to have some benefits that that were different than other folks were doing. So we would work, uh, we would close the office on Fridays to the public, but we would still work. Um, and, but we did four nine-hour days and one four-hour day. So on Friday, we would start at 7 a.m. and go until 11, but with the doors 
locked and the phones were off and no email. We're just getting kind of using it for catch-up time every week. And we planned certain things for that. And it also allowed me to take the the staff to do things like Top Golf and, and you know, from time to time to just be sure they were appreciated working at Brandywine. Um, when COVID hit, uh, the market changed so much that our volume dropped. And, I mean, there were there were weeks where we printed three jobs. And there were days where we printed zero jobs. And my staff was still – ready to go, but we didn't have anything to do. So, uh, it didn't make sense for us to come in. We did, we did it a couple of times. We came in on those Fridays and we were just looking at each other. We're like, the place is as clean as it can be. We have <laughs> nothing to do. So uh, y'all just go home. So eventually I said, okay, from now on, we're just not going to come in on Fridays. And then there was another thing that we did pre pandemic. We, I said, we worked four nine hour days. We would come in at seven and from seven to eight, we had a rule uh, where we didn't talk to each other. It was your time to get your day started for that hour. And I mean, you could ask somebody a question if, if, if you needed it to get you forward, but pretty much it was a, you take care of your stuff. Eight o'clock we opened the, the, the phones wouldn't ring. We had them programmed not to ring. So we unlocked the door and turned the lights on at eight o'clock and that started our day. And now we interact with each other and our customers and all that. Well, we didn't have anything to do. So we stopped that too. So we changed our hours from 40-hour week to a 32-hour week. We um, we started doing that, I guess, in May of 2020. And today we are, well, last, I guess about four weeks ago, we surpassed last year's total revenue, and we're still working 32 hours a week. We still don't work on Fridays. We're closed, and we're not in the building. <laughs> so our production has actually increased our employer and our employees, which I call my team, are happy. Um, and they can't. I was having a conversation the other day about our Fridays, and uh, uh, Anthony in my office said, I literally, I've done, he said, I've done this twice. I, I wake up and I go have my morning smoke in the garage, and then I go up and get a shower and come to work. I've done that twice on Sunday, thinking that it was Monday because we take Fridays off. So he said, I get a whole extra day that I wasn't even planning on. So it just, there's an emotional connection there that works. And, and I saw on LinkedIn recently, and I had no idea that I thought we were special. Apparently not. The National Association of Workforce Development Professionals uh, did a six-month pilot program with over 180 companies uh, that were transitioning from a four-day, transitioning to a four-day, 32-hour work week. Uh, It's in the U.K., and so far, 49% of those companies said productivity has improved, uh, and 46 said it has remained sna- stable. But 86 of them say they'll likely keep the four-day schedules uh, after the pilots end in November. So I think it's, it's worked for us, and it sounds like it's working around the world. Hopefully it's something we see here. Absolutely. I, I'm slightly jealous. Come on, come on. I, I'll take you away from the chamber. Oh, don't say that. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, I think this is being recorded. Hold on. I can already hear the chamber staff just going, no. Well, I, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, empl- employers are needing to remain competitive and really think through that corporate model and um, what it looks like for their teams. Um more than half of traditionally white-collar workers are still working from home um, at least part-time as of the spring of 2021. 
Um, and they've even shown that forcing employees back to the office may cause employees to look elsewhere. Um, and I know with job seekers, um, monster.com showed that the top four preferences of the job seekers are around culture, being appreciated for your work, having a great relationship with your colleagues, enjoying a great work-life balance, and having a great relationship with your boss. So as we know, these um, skilled industry jobs are in demand, such as manufacturing. It took a huge hit during the pandemic. Um, Manufacturing lost 1.4 million jobs at the onset of the pandemic. In many cases, there are more unfilled jobs than unemployed workers to fill them. At an employer whose sales team um, earlier this week, the sales team is now having to sell their products into 2024 because they have sold out of their 2023 products as to what they can actually make and produce. You know, as we think through what what can we do and how can we work on this, um, we can talk about the future talent pipeline. Um, I, I think we should toot the school's horn a little bit here. Um, so our Forsyth County School graduation rate is at 96.4%. It is the fifth largest out of 180 school districts in Georgia with over 53,000 students enrolled. Forsyth County Schools is also the largest employer here in Forsyth County. Um, so Valerie, could you speak to how long um, Forsyth County has had the CTAE program. Um, For many, they don't know what CTAE stands for, like myself when I first started. Um, So could you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, CTAE is Career Technical and Agricultural Education. Across the country, you may see CTE. In Georgia, we add the A for agriculture. So that's a big part of our programs as well. Uh, When you think about how long the programs have been open, we may have called them something different. But back in the day, even when Forsyth County High School uh, was here, under the old vocational program type program. And so that's kind of the terminology that we used when many of us were in school. Um, A lot of us were college prep and vocational students, or we just got a vocational seal in our diploma. So there's been a lot of changes over the past 20 to 30 years um, in what we're doing. But right now, the current state of our programs, they're very much uh, a little bit organized differently in terms of a pathway. At the high school level, students take three years in a particular area of focus. So all of our high schools look a little different, uh, but that three years, they stay in that pathway. And at the end of that third year, they take some type of industry credentialing exam that should be um, reflective of an industry entry-level type exam. Students can also articulate college credit in some of these pathways. So if they finish a pathway, they take the industry certification. Then if they're going on to a Board of Regents or a technical college school, um, there's a lot of programs that articulate now that credit, which is great because they're starting as a different a different level once they enter maybe a technical college program because they've already um, demonstrated their knowledge of the of the industry. So Vocational programs, kind of the new norm, career and technical education pathways. Um, We also have very diverse middle school programs um, that we work through, hopefully as feeder programs to our high school. Um, We're super, super proud of what our middle school programs are doing, and some of them are growing and exceeding some of the, um, you know, enrollment numbers are just expanding rapidly. So that's really building a stronger high school program for us. Wonderful. Thank you. So what, what are some of the pathways? So if, if a, an employer wanted to get involved, um, what might they, they do? Um, what's an example of that? 
So there's 54 different pathways in our county. And so every school looks a little different in terms of what they offer. Um, We have a standalone career and technical education school with Alliance Academy for Innovation. Those students apply and are, are chosen through a lottery system each year to attend that school. That's an example of really a lot of this same group of of leaders in the community focused on education. That particular school was made possible by that group and community members really supporting those efforts. So those pathways are not offered anywhere else in the district. So things like aerospace, uh, mechatronics, graphic design, there's a focus on emergency medicine there. So EMT, EMR type programs, uh, criminal justice. Um, there's a courtroom in the school that replicates um, the Forsyth County government. Uh, drones are a big part, a new program that we offer, offered um, this year opening, uh, FinTech, international business. So that school's a little bit different. The other schools all each have some type of brand. Um, You may have seen recently East Forsyth High School. We've got a focus there on skilled trades, construction, um, just opened up a heavy equipment operations pathway there this year. They've got an early childhood education on-site early learning center there that we open for um, three-year-old students in the area. Denmark has a focus on um, agriculture. Um, That property used to be a working horse farm, uh, and so we were able to keep some of the structures and facilities there. It's got one of the top vet science programs now in the country. Uh, Forsyth Central certainly is known for their STEM Academy. They've got a film academy that opened recently, Humanities Academy. Lambert High School has probably one of the largest healthcare science programs in the country. Um, And what they're doing with phlebotomy and sports medicine there. Um, North Forsyth High School's got a focus again with healthcare, ROTC. Um, they've also got an ag focus, South Forsyth, again, some of the strongest and largest marketing programs in the country. Uh, and West Forsyth High School, uh, again, lots of programs, cosmetology, culinary arts, and a lot of different schools. But West Forsyth has a program around leadership and partnership with Junior Achievement called the 3DE Leadership Academy. So every, every school's got consistent programs, but they've all kind of got their niche, too, of what kind of they're known for. Wow, that's a lot. I've toured a couple of the schools, and they're building an airplane at Alliance. (laughs) I mean, that is just shocking to walk into a classroom and see wings of a plane having to be riveted down is impressive. Let's just think about that for a moment. There are high school kids that are building an airplane. That is. They're looking for uh, volunteers to take the first flight. Well, too. I, I, I believe <laughs> I believe one of the teachers that shall remain nameless um, has agreed to do just that. So <laughs> the blueprints are laid out, and they are following it to a T. It is. It's quite impressive. My my dad has actually built that. He's a he's built a couple experimental aircraft, and what that plane they're building is one of them that he built. He actually went in and, and consulted a little bit with is it Mr. Slocum there? Is that uh, Salam? Great. Salam. Captain that's Salam. right. That's right. Um, you, uh, Brooke, you mentioned that Forsyth County Schools has fifty two thousand students enrolled, and I've heard fifty three. I've heard Doctor Bearden uh, mention that that is that the Brave Stadium only holds like 46,000. Mm-hmm. So to think about, to put that in perspective, that we can't fit all of our students in the Brave Stadium is is just extraordinary for me because I grew up here, as did Valerie, and that's not been the case. But it is now, <laughs> okay. and it's pretty awesome. So It but, is, and, and to have that graduation rate along with it is impressive because that's 53,000 students that are making it, making it happen, right. And then we have Dr. Lowe's team that is 
preparing them for the workforce to come back to Forsyth County and really make an impact here, which is just incredible and will make our county all the better. Well, and the graduation rate for um, CTAE students, so if you're enrolled in a pathway, is over 99% in our county. So that relevance piece really comes through that the kids, in a lot of ways, that's what excites them in the morning to come to school. Um, Mm -hmm. That's their teacher that they probably connected the most with because they're spending so much time with that teacher. Um, A part of what... um, our teachers do a great job of, in every pathway, there is a CTSO component to that, and that's career tech student organizations. So things like FFA or FBLA, DECA, um, those uh, are really, really important to our students because they provide that leadership opportunity. So uh, last year, again, we dipped a little bit during COVID, but last year we had almost 18,000 career tech students that were members of these organizations. So that is um, keep students very busy because they're able to compete at region, state, and nationals um, in those events. So that's another area that I really think Forsyth stands out in, in terms of that level of involvement. Mm -hmm. To be engaged, it's impressive. Absolutely. Um, So let's talk about um, some of the events that are coming up. Um, How is Forsyth County Schools equipping students to prepare for the workforce? I know we have a couple of October events that are approaching. Yes, so we've got a busy October. Um, The events that we try to plan for our students um, are just getting them out of the classroom in a lot of ways and into the community. Um, Just that little spark of seeing what it looks like to be in a manufacturing facility or an IT company or that kind of thing. So some of the great partnerships that we've had a long time with the Chamber are coming up. One of those is National Manufacturing Day. Um, That's where we take students out of every high school, um, put them on a bus, and do industry tours. And so that allows almost 250 students that opportunity. And again, that community partnership piece for for companies allowing us to bring, you know, juniors and seniors into the facility and taking the time to explain what is happening, the value of that industry. Um, Sometimes they learn more about, you know, education levels, um, industry Um, credentialing that they need, earning potential, because that speaks a lot to students when you're talking about how much money they could make and that kind of thing. But that's one. Another thing that we do for our eighth grade students and allow our high school students to experience as well, um, we've kind of rebranded, but a career exploration discovery event that we do usually every October and November. We're doing it at the Forsyth Conference Center on October 11th and 12th, and that is allowing our 8th grade students, we've got over 4,500, I think, or ish around that number, um, students where they will come um, during sequence times during the day to basically have a tour of what high school pathways look like. We've added fine arts this year because we know a lot of our students participate um, in fine arts as well, but they're going to be able to... um, really meet with the high school teachers, kind of learn more about the pathway, uh, just get a little bit more information, meet industry professionals that'll be there kind of set up as a, as a, you know, with a booth to talk to students about what they do every day for a living. So that's a really, really big event that takes a lot of manpower each year to kind of plan and organize. And, you know, we appreciate our partnership with the chamber, uh, Northside Hospital, Georgia Power. There's a lot of folks, uh, as well as the Forsyth Conference Center, that help that you know make that event happen. But that will again allow our over 4,500 eighth grade students the ability to go in and kind of test out, if you will, a little bit of the pathways, see some of the equipment or simulators that might be used at the high school, and just kind of get them excited about in January or February making that decision as a ninth grader of what. Um, 
pathways those students want to enter. Um, they also have the opportunity usually in January or February to tour labs with their families, so get into the schools and tour labs. Um, and again, hopefully by the time they're high school students and be, start thinking about internships or you know mentorships with community members, um, this year, we've got about 800 students, believe it or not. We're super proud of that in the community that are um, experiencing that as a junior or senior. And that just means that a company is bringing them in, um, letting them do what we may have done through a co-op or a work-study program years ago. Um, but again, it's very much defined and matched to their pathway. So if I'm in culinary arts, we're going to help place that student in a culinary arts occupation, marketing, uh, engineering, uh, et cetera. So that, that program is growing. Uh, we have some awesome career development coordinators um, with Forsyth County Schools that help lead those efforts and really work and serve kind of as a, a safeguard, if you will, between an employer um, and the student um, to make that year-long internship successful. So a lot of students um, in clinical settings, uh, Northside Hospital. We've got a lot of kids at Forsyth County um, in, in the jail and that area of operations with the sheriff's office. So just a lot of really neat examples of things that students are doing that were probably a lot of college seniors have not experienced. That's great. No, this is a great way to start a pipeline of talent. <clears throat> I believe that the employment crisis is not just going to solve itself internships are a great way to get to know a person's work ethic and fit for the overall com company culture. Could you speak to a little bit on the employer side and what are the requirements or what the employer has to do to be part of an internship or to fulfill their obligation side for the school? Sure. Well, we're unique, and I'm not telling you all anything that you don't know, but we've got a lot of small businesses in the county. And so we work one-on-one -on -one with companies to um, maybe they've heard the program before, or maybe we, we meet them or have some type of interaction um, just to talk to them a little bit more on the mentoring side. You know, could a student come in and maybe we just job shadow um, a kind of experience or they're doing some career-related research. But the other side of that is the internship program, work-based learning. You might have heard it referred to as well. But from an employer standpoint, a lot of education about what that looks like because it, it is a little bit intimidating to take on a 16, 17, or 18-year-old student and putting them in that professional environment. So it's got to be an employer that's willing to be that mentor um, because that's a big piece of it. You can't just take a high school student who probably has never been employed um, other than doing things around their house for their families and putting them in that professional environment. We hope that we've done our job as a school district to prepare them just for, you know, business etiquette and those basic employability skills, showing up on time, knowing how to handle their phones and, uh, you know, at work and those types of things. But a big part of that is, you know, got to be that it's got to be mutually beneficial for the student as well as the employer for production. But usually with our small businesses, if we can talk them into hiring one student, and again, it can be paid or unpaid, but one student getting through that experience, um, They'll usually take students, you know, year after year. So it just takes the education piece. Some companies uh, are a little bit unsure of what to do if they're under 18. Uh, and certainly there are certain occupations that they can and cannot do, uh, you know, depending on their age. Um, but one of the things that we do is work on, you know, sometimes agreements between the entity and the school district to make sure that our students are safe and doing what they need to be doing. Uh, but again, it's just got to be 
uh, mutually beneficial. Uh, we can't say that enough when we're meeting for our part with our partners. Um, we try to make intake uh, easier, uh, training orientation, uh, and then again, just working with the employer to know that um, it could be more of a rotation approach to an intern where they want them to experience all the different parts of their company. Or it could be that they want to hire one specific student for one specific uh, niche position that they're looking to fill. Uh, employers love our students because they're so technology uh, savvy, right? They can do anything. They can make video. They can um, produce podcasts. They can uh, manage a lot of the things that some employers are, you know, may struggle with. Uh, marketing and business plans, um, you know, coming in and just taking a fresh look at their marketing, those types of things. So it, it's been a great program. It's grown rapidly over the years. But I think the thing that I say most with employers is these students don't have to be in the program. And so they've taken that initiative they finished a pathway or are finishing a pathway while enrolled. So this is kind of the cream of the crop. These kids are very anxious and eager to get involved. They love the industry. They love their pathway that they were in. And so typically those are the kinds of students that you'd want working for you because they've, they've got that experience. And I can speak as an employer. I've had seven interns from Forsyth County Schools at Brandywine Printing. And one of them, uh, continues to come. I mean, now he's getting a job with Granger, I think it is, or not Granger, um, Garmin, the uh, GPS. He, it's, he's a fantastic art student and uh, now will make a fantastic employee. I will never be able to afford to pay him what he's going to make. He's, he's amazing, but he's the only one that came back and worked for us. He worked for us all through college. Uh, anytime that he had time and I had money, we'd, we would connect with my, my best, intern experience uh, aside from him was a young lady who came to us with plans to be a graphic designer and we put her in that role at our shop and um at the end i said at the end of the school year i said so what's the biggest thing you learned and she and i didn't know this until i asked that question she said i learned that i still love graphic design but i don't love doing it for other people and so she literally changed the degree that she she was planning a major in. She, she changed her major to, to pursue a different degree. Um, totally not in the graphic design space. So to have, to know that we were able to help her figure that out it, while you know, you, you might look at it as a failure, but I don't because, she, because I've seen people do things that they shouldn't be doing with their life. And it's awesome that that opportunity was there for her to figure out and that we had a little bit to do with it. Well, and she saved four years worth of college, tuition there yeah. so yeah. as as a parent <laughs> that's yay. right that's right for <laughs> yay sure. for that one um and spent it hopefully in the in the correct way for the right um degree there um well you know with the internships i do think that it is um important for employers to to look at that um it, whether it's a, a extra five hours a week ten hours a week um that can ease the burden that is put on your um, strained staff um right now so bring those fresh minds in and um and put them to work for sure so i've talked to other employers who have have not experienced the program and, and there's hesitancy sometimes because they're afraid who of the student that they're going to be matched up with and we interview we interview the students just like they're coming to work here for a job and, and i take their personality uh, into account and and we'll do, put them through a disc profile so that we know how they're going to fit with our people and make sure that we're getting a person that can do what we expect them to do uh, and that they're going to fit with our 
culture as well. So it's it's an interview process, just like hiring somebody. And and I have uh, interviewed in. There was one year I interviewed, and I didn't select a student because I didn't feel like any of them were going to be a fit for us. So mm-hmm. I think it. You know, that's that can be scary if you don't understand that you can make those kind of decisions. So Valerie, other than internships, um, are there a couple of other ways that a business can get involved based on their schedule from way involved to just a little dabble? Well, that's uh, one area of focus that we've been working on, making it easier to communicate with the community and business and industry of the best ways to get involved that works for them. And so we tried to develop some, you know, materials that explain kind of the programs that we offer. Um, We've also launched a kind of a, a, a site uh, outside of the school system's website called ForsyCTAE.org. And that has um, really been kind of an easier place to land for businesses to kind of, if you will, sign up for maybe what they're interested in. So things like maybe I just want to come to an advisory council meeting for my industry a couple of times a year. Um, we have employers that will host a teacher for a day um, for that externship experience. Um We've got a lot of teachers who may have never been in industry or it's been a while since they've been in industry. And so the teacher externships are a big thing for companies to allow us to, again, just have a teacher come shadow them for a day. Um, Other things, just to traditional classroom speaking, um, we have community mock interviews for our pathway completers in the spring each year. that event alone allows, uh, I think last year, over 500 business leaders in the community to spend a day or a half a day in a school um, just uh, preparing students sometimes for the very first interview that they've ever had. Um, competitive event judging, I mentioned the CTSOs, those students um, – compete nationally but they they start with this time of year they're getting started in what event they want to compete in and so that's something along the year it's amazing to have someone from the community come in just to work one-on-one or with that group of students that are competing in a certain event around a business or marketing or engineering project um, or whatever they're working on Um, other things um, that are important for us are student recognition of course is a big um, part Um, so we have a big excellence awards gala that we started last year that will continue this year just to recognize the outstanding things that are happening in the classroom and outside of the classroom and um, we are also focused on making sure that we have provided uh, work experience and job related opportunities for students who are transitioning out of the school district with um, perhaps some type of special need or some type of additional transition services and so that's another area that we've got companies interested in helping us with those types of students who may or may um, not go on to college or uh, maybe have something that um, they need a little bit more support as they transition into the workforce. We also have other ways um, just helping us with curriculum looking at our standards and um, seeing maybe where their business might come in to helping us demonstrate or provide resources for that standard, as well as um, equipment. Uh, You know, when we're working on new programs or new schools, um, Derek's a good example of that. Um, He was on a committee early on when we were thinking about Alliance, um, especially with his industry with graphic design of what equipment would be the most relevant, because we want to make sure that the classroom equipment reflects what our students are going to experience in the workforce. So there's tons of ways to get involved from just a little bit of a dabble into CTAE to really um, helping with a lot of different areas. But that first CTAE.org really helps us kind of get an idea and indication um, and allows um, our volunteers to kind of document that experience and volunteer time that they're spending in our classrooms. I think it's super important that our employers 
know that they can have a hand in, I don't want to say controlling, but in influencing what our students are learning that could benefit their industry or their place of business here in Forsyth County. I mean, our goal is to educate our kids so they can work here and stay here and everybody wins. And I I think another really cool addition that is a benefit and a value is being a chamber member. And Derek, I think you've participated in this. Um, So the chamber for a long time has partnered with the school system to host principal for a day where it really gives business owners an opportunity to to go in and shadow a principal for an entire day. And um, I've heard tons of stories because we host a breakfast after the event where everyone's going around and talking about all the cool things. And I think it gives a lot of business owners a very stark up close glance of what it is like to run a school so and that's coming up really soon as well so if you're interested it's it's definitely a benefit of being a chamber member we definitely offer that to our uh, chamber members before the rest of the community but it's a cool event yeah i highly recommend it it's it's a principal is a ceo of a building with a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people in it and and when you see it in action it's uh it's impressive and fantastic right it's a lot of fun. I can imagine. And you can see how intentional our principals have been chosen for the job that they're doing. It's This is not, we got a, a person in a spot, let's put it, the person in the spot. It's the right person in the right spot. Right. It's, it's pretty, it's fantastic. Wonderful. Well, as we, um, as we close out, it, it, I would be remiss if we did not talk um, a little bit more about the current talent pipeline, because um, I'm sure there's people on here wondering well, what about now? Um, and and asking where that magic wand is for now. So um, as part of the Forsyth County Chamber's Workforce Development Initiative, we aim to focus on helping our businesses um, throughout the community with business consultation sessions as well as customized recruitment strategies. So um, we know that a customized recruitment strategy is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, each Business requires a different approach. Um, it may be the need to upskill their current team, um, or if it's a retention challenge, um, we may need to look at the pay scale um, and even the culture. Is there training provided to associates? It is, is it an ongoing training, or is it just your initial training and you have a week and then you're thrown onto the job to the wolves? Um, and what does the onboarding process look like? Because that really sets the tone for these associates. So that is something that um, we do as part of the chamber. Um, and we also understand that when you're short-staffed, a lot of the leaders and managers, they they have to jump into the business. And that takes them away from being able to recruit. Um, so um, in order to assist with that hiring process, we are doing career fairs for the community to participate in. Um, and this allows those job seekers a, a one-stop shop to see what is out there um, to hopefully shorten their commute, you know, to the commuters that are exiting Forsyth County to go into other counties to work. We want them to work here in Forsyth County. I think our last number um, from that we had was about 86,000 commuters leaving the county um, to work at another um outside counties business so um if we um if we help them um we can help that work-life balance that we mentioned um and if they work closer to home their quality of life would improve if i'm not mistaken about the same amount of people are coming into the county and if you add that up it equals traffic 
<laughs> so yes, that's just one little by byproduct of of raising our own, teaching our own, and employing our own. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been incredibly informative, and I so appreciate um, hearing from all of you today. It's just been really interesting because I know it's just kind of a stressful time, not only on the employee side, but the employer side. It can be so just hearing kind of like what it looks like for the current and future pipeline is is really impressive. So kudos to each of you because I know it's a very stressful time and I just applaud you for jumping in and leading this initiative. So uh, thank you, Brooke, Valerie and Derek for joining us today. And a huge thank you to Amanda Pierch of Forsyth Business Radio X. She is the woman behind the curtain and our production partner for producing today's show. If you would like to be part of the Career Exploration Day that was mentioned um, that's happening October 11th and 12th, please visit the Chamber's website at focochamber.org for more details. Also, if you would like to hear more about what's happening in Forsyth County, be sure to subscribe to FOCO Talks on your favorite podcast platform. We share a new episode each month, so be sure to tune in to learn about all of the happenings in Forsyth County. You can stay connected with us on social media. The Chamber can be found on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube simply by searching FOCO Chamber. If you're interested in learning more about becoming a member of the Forsyth County Chamber or to hear us about some of the recruitment and retention strategies or to participate in one of the upcoming job career fairs that Brooke mentioned earlier, visit focoworks.org. For today, I'm your host, Michelle Daniels, and this has been FOCO Talks on Forsyth Business Radio X.